Good day, good day, good day. This is another episode of Coffee Conversations. I am Father David. And I'm Deacon Bob. Deacon Bob, what coffee mug are you using today? I'm using my Star Trek. Star Trek? Yes. My favorite line from Star Trek is, well, a couple of them. <laughs> I Captain, I'm giving her all I've got. <laughs> I'm giving her all she's got. I felt like the pandemic one. And then... Uh, Resistance is futile. Resistance is futile. <laughs> Live long and, and prosper. prosper. Indeed. Awesome. Did, you, did you like the newer Star Treks? Um, I like the, the second or the was it the second generation or the next generation? Yes, indeed. I thought that was really good. Some of the other like Deep Space Nine and some right. of those, right? Eh, not so much. Did you? They made a number of movies a couple number of years ago. I thought the the like the new new like the prequel. Yeah. Where, Kirk and Spock are young. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty good one. Yeah. So we'll see if they bring it back. Very cool. Yeah. So um, what are you using? I'm, I'm rocking my, my steamboat uh, mug. Oh, from so Colorado? Steamboat, uh, yeah, uh, ski resort. All right. So as we're, we're here on the hottest day of uh, June, um, <laughs> I feel like it's going to be 90 today, I think. Yep. Something like that. I'm, uh, I'm thinking of snow, admittedly. I know. Probably some people are cursing. <laughs> it's it's good to have a balance, <laughs> and if if the snow stays in steamboat, we're good. There you go. We're I guess good. I was I was seeing online that there is like a ski resort that's like opening for a few days. Oh, really? Like in July, just because wow. they had so much snow. That's pretty cool. So <laughs> it'd be nice to just like go up the mountain, go skiing, come back down. I guess right. there's a big difference in temperature. Oh yeah, I mean, I haven't so, been out there. I mean, you got I mean twelve thousand feet, you know, wherever. Wow. You, know, you, you get up, you get up there. It's just much much lighter. And yeah, they have snow on um, the mountains for, for a while. That's pretty cool. So I'm thinking cool today, uh, but... <laughs> yeah, I know I blew up the pool for my granddaughter so mm. she can uh, splash around. Mm. But the hose water is really cold, so I I don't think I could do it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Even if it sits in the sun all day, not warm enough. Ever so. ever do a slip and slide? Um, yes. <laughs> Those things are like dangerous. Deadly. We had one <laughs> in guy, so many ways. <laughs> we had a guy at camp that um, we had this hill, yeah, and he got this huge like plastic roll and just put it down the hill and put the hose on it yeah. with soap. Oh my god, it was just it was worse than sled riding. It was just Seriously. careening down. <laughs> well, that like so it's just one of those things just you just do as a kid. Oh, do the summer yeah, slide. Well, then you realize like. Why do I have cuts all over my body? Because like, you're sliding down a piece of plastic, you know, which is on top of sticks and rocks. Which is like, yeah, like <laughs> probably says in directions, pick up any sticks or rocks. But right, right. And then, um, like, what's your bumper at the bottom? You know, yeah, like, what you stops grass. you? What? The grass, <laughs> the grass that doesn't have soap on it. No, like, yeah. So then, even more, you just get like scraped up. And uh, but hey, we had fun doing it. Absolutely, right. Absolutely. I suppose if you were smart, you would have gotten the inner tube. Yeah, why didn't we ever think of that? <laughs> <laughs> the things um, you think of as an adult that yeah. would have been better as a child. Yeah, I don't know. Well, wow. we're here. Very cool. We're here. We're, we're alive. Yes, indeed. We're, we're, we're doing it. <laughs> but I, uh, I was all speaking of, of cool things. I, I don't know. <laughs> This is going to be an odd jump, but I was thinking of SpongeBob SquarePants this morning. I came in singing the song. I haven't heard that for a while. <laughs> cool things being, he lives in a pineapple under, under the, sea. the sea. The sea is is water. Water is cold. You know, you get it. 
<laughs> when we would do retreats, that was my wake-up song. It was like, <laughs> it was obnoxious, but it got everybody out of their cabins. So exactly, we it was um, fun. So I was at uh, our Boy Scout troop, uh, Troop sixty four. Went out to uh, Camp Manitoc, which is in Peninsula, just probably about forty minutes south of here. And so uh, I was with them on Monday and Tuesday, which was super great. It was it was like 50, 60s and sixties. So it was beautiful camping weather. But uh, at the end of the day, when they when the camp retires the the flag, retires the colors, they do actually do the traditional marching. So they actually get into their into their troops. Is this up like by the dining hall or? Yeah. Okay. So it's a big field. The uh, there's a big together. field. Yeah, and there's actually. Uh, in the field, there's actually um, you can see the mar- the marching path. It's all like dirt. Oh, how cool! So, uh, so they, they they it's almost like the military. They kind of they kind of call off, you know, you know, troop sixty four, president, and are accounted for, and so they go all of all the troops do that, and then they have given any announcements and everything, retire the retire the flag, and then they all march, you know, kind of in the in these lines uh, over to the dining hall and everything, but. Uh, but one of the troops started singing SpongeBob. <laughs> Do they still have the cannon? No, they don't have the cannon. Okay. Sad. Do they still sing "Here We Sit Like Birds in the Wilderness" if a troop is late? No. That probably comes under her harassment. <laughs> Could, <amazing>. be. Could <laughs> be. Birds in the wilderness. Birds in the wilderness. They sing plenty of songs. Well, the staff came in last, and of course, the staff they had the most energetic marching calls. And probably, stuff. yeah. <laughs> Well, you have all summer to come up with them. <laughs> right, right. But uh, so SpongeBob, it was it was kind of fun. Well, very good. But good, uh, good to uh, spend a few few days in the woods and all those things. Did you sleep in one of those wild tents, or do you have your own tent? I had my own uh, my own tent. That's good. So I was a, a big fan of the wild tents. Do yeah, they I still have those. I got a backpacking tent from high school that I that I bought. Uh, so yes, they do have the wild tents. Well, and the raccoons just it was those. pausing or it was causing a uh, causing concern for some of the younger scouts, namely the uh, the ones that it was their first you know kind of mm-hmm. summer camp for, well first probably camp out ever, and uh, they had to contend with bugs. Yeah, mosquitoes. So. <laughs> There's nothing worse than that mosquito that's just flying around <clears throat> your ear <laughs> and you're hiding under your sleeping yeah. bag and it's hundred well, degrees. Well, yeah. Well, thankfully some of them had like bug nets. Oh, that's so good. so you you have a cot so there's it's like so these tents are like big canvas tents on a platform, and then you have a cot and then and then around your cot you can you can buy like a bug net. So, oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have those when we were kids. But they were freaked out by the bugs that were on the outside of the, the net. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. just turn the flashlight off. Yeah. <laughs> just don't see them. <laughs> and then they'll go away. <laughs> and they'll go away. They won't. They won't even be there. So, uh, but that's but it's fun. fun. You know, something life. You know, life has its. Seasons where you got to learn things and mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, but it's good. So, uh, speaking of life stages and retirement and all these things, we um, we talked last time about life stages, just how there's different seasons of, of life, and you know where we are, where we're at on our on our journey of growth and maturity and, and faith and all that. And what's so important isn't so much where we are, is if we're if we're open to growth, and no matter what. And no matter what season of life uh, we're in, so we're going to kind of riff off of that a little more, um, in a particular way, as we talk about retirement, kind of like one of the one of the latter seasons of life. So, Dick Bob, you had a you had a book that kind of kind of kind of started this all on. What was uh what's the book? Well, when you turn sixty five as the deacon, yeah, 
the deacon who's in charge of retired deacons comes to visit you. Indeed. And it's like, you know, here's, you have to plan your funeral and you have to do, make sure you got all the talk about all the fun legal things. stuff done, which was like what I expected. But then he gave me this book and he said, he gives it to all the retired folks, which really we ought to get in when we're like 40. Um, it's called 10 Gospel Promises for Later Life. Hmm. And it's by Jane Marie Theobald. I'll let you put the yeah. the we'll link or the in, in the, the show, show notes. notes. Um, but her insights were really good. That um, you have to start preparing for retirement now, mm-hmm. kind of like you would with the four hundred one k, you know, or whatever it's called at this point in time. All kinds um, of things. Yeah, the more you put away now, and the more you prepare now, helps later. It's not going to be some silver bullet that's going to protect you from <clears throat> whatever happens down the road. But at least you're starting to prepare. And how do we mentally prepare for life changes, mm-hmm. no matter when they happen? Right. But retirement's right. probably the the biggest yeah. um, mile marker in people's lives. Right. Yeah, some things we can prepare for uh, and some things we can't. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes child life just has its changes. It just happens. But um, I think at some point uh, we're all going to retire. Um uh, with me, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Retirement age for priests is, is 75 uh, currently. Um, we'll see. Hopefully, you know, the church is going to grow in different ways in, in the coming years. But it is something, and I think we wanted to just, and we're not having any answers necessarily for this this, this topic. No. I think we just kind of, we're kind of spitballing it and just kind of seeing what, what, what comes up. Because I don't know that really we talk about how do I approach retirement? You know, how do, how do, I, how do, I, how do I think about it? Especially, especially as a Christian, you know, especially as a person of faith, a person who's who's in the world for a reason uh, and for a purpose, <clears throat> you know, not simply just living for ourselves, but but living for a mission, uh, namely namely sharing of the gospel. So I think we just want to talk about this because when we didn't really do any research before this conversation, so we're kind of just going off of our own thoughts and ideas, but mm-hmm. um, kind of what this book presents a little bit. But yeah, how do we? How do we approach retirement? Because it could be a pretty significant season of life. I mean, it could be 15, 20 years, right? Yeah. For, for some people. My parents, you know, uh, my father-in-law has been 30 years since he retired, and my wow. dad was uh, like 25. Mm-hmm. I don't think we'll ever live to see that because um, retirement age keeps getting pushed up. Yeah. Um, but so do the age that people die, so who knows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we, don't, we don't know, right? I, I think, so, go ahead. Yeah. Well, what would you, how would you, how would you define retirement or, and, or have you, what, what would you, how, how have you thought about your own retirement? Um, my thought of retiring is, <clears throat> do you ever watch Jet Planes Land on an aircraft carrier? Oh, yeah. So. I did watch Top Gun the other day. So Not when, the new one, but the, the old one. The old one? Yeah. So when they land, as soon as they hit the deck, they go to full throttle. Mm. And then these cables stop the jet and mm-hmm. the, they go to the full throttle so just in case it doesn't stop you mm-hmm. they can take back off so my thought for retirement oh yeah is is like landing on an aircraft carrier going full throttle yeah until the end i see some of our retired folks around here the end being what uh death <laughs> okay okay yeah yeah okay yeah. no i just want to yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, like okay. the end being like I retire. Yes, until your expiration date. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, um, okay. Yeah, I just want to clarify because I was thinking like retirement, like life until retirement, and then full stop there. Right. Yeah. Because right. so, I think that happens with some people. You know, when they retire, they just they get the sits. Mm-hmm. You know, they sit and watch TV. Yeah. Um, and we can see in a retirement, you know, if we were to define retirement, you know, it's kind of this time of life after our professional career. It's kind of after, you know, the major activity of life mm-hmm. would be finished, if we could say that, you know. And, uh, and yeah, we have to live life uh, in a new way. And I think those, sometimes health causes that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not an age thing that causes that right. huge sometimes life change. Sometimes we have to embrace it earlier than we want to. It's life. Uh, like a health change or you get laid off and you can't find the job that you had before. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some big things that can happen that if you're not prepared for life without that job, how do you manage that change? Right. Yeah. Um, Cause our jobs are important and our careers are important and we can achieve so many great and beautiful things, but, but they aren't all who we are though at the end of the day. You know, right. there's there's obviously more to us because we 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 can't do those jobs forever. You know, mm-hmm. and then we just we have to we have to exist and we have to live. In the book, um, Ten Gospel Promises for Later Life, mm-hmm. she tells the story of a lady who is older, and her family wants her to go to a nursing home, and she's like fighting tooth and nail, but resistance is futile. She's got to yeah. move on. And so she finally asked God, how do you want me to deal with this? What do you want me to do? And she hears God's voice say, be my ears. So Hmm. when she goes to the nursing home, she puts this sign outside of her door that says, welcome. Come on in and take a load off your feet. And she Hmm. put this rocking chair in her room. And so people would come in, the staff would come in, the aides would come in, and they would just sit for a few minutes and she would have a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really profound. You know, it's, it wasn't that she quit living. It's she refocused her energy right. into something that, that she asked God, what do you want me to do? And, and God gives her that direction. Yeah, that's really good. That's, you know, that's really insightful, I think, into what we want to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, and just the, ra- the, re- the reality of Christian retirement, you know, in a, produ- in a provocative way, you know, should retirement, you know, exist for the Christian does it mean I don't have and, to go to church anymore? Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, in the sense of, you know, I think, and we can see this maybe in some people's lives, that retirement means, um, and there's a certain ideal of this, like sit on a beach drinking mimosas, you know, for, for, for the rest of my life. And, mm-hmm. You know, that's enjoyable for a time, but we're meant to, to live for something nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Even if our, our main career, our, you know, if our kids are out of the house, you know, and off doing their own things for a past our career, we're still meant to to have a to live for a purpose and to have a meaning and and to give of ourselves and you know retirement isn't simply just this like well it's a season of my life where i'm, I'm kind of, my life is kind of over i'm done i'm kind of just waiting <laughs> waiting to die <laughs> waiting to die and you're just kind of doing enjoyable things until then and hopefully you know i have my health and my, and my wits about me mm-hmm. and you know but i i think there's more to it than i think there's more to it than that I, I, both at this parish and the last parish I was at, our retired volunteers, disciples, are incredible. Yeah. You know, whatever their past uh, careers were, now they found a way to translate those into ministry. Right. And sometimes it's parallel to what they did in the past, but sometimes it's a whole new chapter of 
mm-hmm. finding new skills they didn't know. Right, because now God's nonetheless nonetheless with us. Mm-hmm. You know, whether we're in you know the active seasons of life or you know the differently active <laughs> seasons of life, and yeah, the God who gave us gifts in in, in one season is going to be the God who gives us gifts in, in, in another season. And the God who's who's inviting us um, to give of ourselves to you know nonetheless. You know, when when the kids are out of the house, maybe our our apparent um, uh, our apparent kind of giving is is gone. You know, but we're we being we're being asked to, to give in, in other ways. Mm-hmm. You know, with our time and our skills and our gifts and and I think that's when retirement is lived well, uh, when people are really living for something. You know. I love the line in the funeral. It's what is it? The preface of the funeral liturgy that says, "Yeah, life is changed, not ended." Right. And I think at all the stages of our life, that's a powerful line. Right. That life is changed, not ended. And then when we get to the end of our life, it makes a lot of sense that mm-hmm. just like all the other changes, God's there with us. At the end of our life, God's with us at the final change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it's a question of how are we preparing for retirement now, right? So when we hear about if you type in how to prepare for retirement on Google, uh, probably what are you going to find? A hundred percent of the time, it's about finances. Mm-hmm. It's about your four hundred one k's, your 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 IRAs, all these things. How am I going to make sure I'm going to be comfortable uh, and have what I need? You know, in the season of life when I'm past bringing in an income, at least based on a career, but. Maybe it's a question of how are we preparing in, in other ways too, um, spiritually. Um, how are we living our faith now so that when there is kind of the the absence of, of so much activity that we can really press into our faith in a different way. Uh, we can press into a life of prayer and in retirement and uh, in a new way. Um, you know, in reg- if you're married in regards to a spouse, you know, that's a big change that, pe- mm-hmm. that people in retirement go through. Like. I have to spend time with my spouse in a way that I have not had to do before. And that can cause a lot of, um, you know, maybe some people experienced that with the pandemic, you know, yeah. uh, and you know, had to be with your spouse a lot more than you had to before. Mm-hmm. And so after kids are gone and those things, like what are we, how are we fostering the relationship and the friendship now, you know, so that when we do reach that time when we have to be together, it's not like, you know, ice and uh, fire and ice, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, and we can can live this relationship in a new and in a renewed way. And I think throughout all the stages of our life, we have to look at who am I, and what do I do. Sometimes our identity comes with what do I do. Right. I think that who am I is something that we have to keep focusing on, mm-hmm. because if you and I think society looks at are we productive members of society or are you right. non productive. And that gives you your worth, where yeah. God is... And that's like not a very good measure. No, God is the one who gives us our worth. And whether we're productive or not, mm-hmm. my grandma, she used to tell me that all she could do was pray for all of her grandchildren. That was it. Yeah. And that was a lot. <laughs> that was it's huge. A, that's a huge thing, right? So one of my favorite stories in Scripture is where Mary goes to meet Elizabeth Mary's at the beginning of her life, yeah. and God does great things in her life. Elizabeth's at the end of her life. She couldn't have kids. She thought life is over. She's up in years, and all of a sudden God says, you know, you're going to have a child. Yeah. Um, that God Surprise! With us. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't know that if happens. many older women would go out and go, yay! yay. 
but but God can do something with, in whatever stage that we're in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, something that Elizabeth wasn't expecting you know, to have a child at, at, at older age. But yeah, I, w- I wonder what she felt. You know, like what what is she, obviously I mean joy. I mean in a, in a certain sense to be blessed with a child, but to 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 know that like um, you know my life is meaning and purpose. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that purpose changed. Right, and, and and God's doing something in my life now. Right. And you know. being open to that and then responding to it, right? I think is really important. Yeah, Whether think, you're Mary at the beginning or you're Elizabeth at the end. Yeah, I think, yeah, that would be, I imagine it would fill her with hope, mm-hmm. you know, Elizabeth. And, and, and I think Mary then is a really good example of how do we help those people that are you know, in the, the back nine of their lives. Yeah. You know, like they're, they're kind of winding down. Um, how are we there for our parents or our grandparents or the neighbor next door who's mm-hmm. older? How do we help them know that God loves them? Right. Uh, yeah, because, you know, honor thy father and mother, you know, is, is one of our commandments. And, and why? Because, I mean, they've given us life, you know, they've given us, you know, helped to give us the, one of the greatest gifts of all, you know, life. And, and how are we helping to take care of them? And I, that's just such a needed thing, you know. I I go into as a priest, I go into nursing homes and pray with people, you know, anoint people, celebrate mass with them, and there's a lot of people who are just very alone for a lot of reasons. Um, yeah. But you know, there's a lot of people who are very are very lonely, and they don't really have anyone to visit them. And so, like taking very seriously, you know, who who in my life do I have to care for, in the way that you know, in the way in the in the in the, the time and the amount I'm able to care for them. Even if that means maybe I have to shift around some of the things in my life that I do that I think are fun and important and good, mm-hmm. but to shift some of that and to have some time to go visit someone, have some time to call them on the phone, have some time to you know to support them in, in a way that and we can, largely time is, <laughs> is, is, is the best gift. Yeah. In the book, 10 Gospel Promises for Later Life, she brings up the fact that a lot of older adults become like orphans. Yeah. That all their friends have died and all their family have died and it's just them. Yeah. So how do we help them know that they're still connected and they're still valuable in our lives? Yeah. Um, one last thought, though. It, there's a story that's told about this lady who died and the only person that was there at the wake was the priest. Mm. And um, I guess she was a mean and ornery lady. And she was very um, judgmental and uh, non-forgiving. Mm. And the the other person that was at the wake, along with the priest, looked at the priest and said, you know, she became the God she worshipped. Mm. That her God was very judgmental and condemning. Yeah. You know, how do we have that relationship with a God who loves and forgives us? And then how do we become the God that we worship, right. you know, that loving and forgiving God, not only at the end of our lives, but through our entire life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, what's the line from scripture? You know, we reap what we sow, mm-hmm. uh, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're forgiven the measure that we forgive. Right. right. The measure in which you measure will be, me- will be measured out to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and so how are we sowing the seeds of preparing for retirement, you know, in, a, in, our, in the later, st- later stages of our life now? You know, what are those things? Can we identify those things? Certainly finances, uh, but what about our life of prayer, uh, our life with God, and, and, and our 
our life with others and hobbies too. <laughs> like, you know, like even just human things, like mm -hmm. what, what, how are we fostering our, our gifts now so that we can, we can press into those gifts and really use them, you know, not just for ourselves, but others, you know, later in life, how are we preparing? And then on the other side, how are we caring for those who are in retirement? Who are, how are we caring for those who, um, who are in that stage of life and maybe are struggling a bit. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how we can approach that as, as Christians, um, that, you know, retirement isn't simply just the void, you know, and waiting right. and waiting, waiting to die. And that it's time of purpose. It's time of life. Mm -hmm. And that's what God has created us for. And God's always there no matter what. Right. So, all right. Well, good. That was, that was fun. That was Maybe fun. this is a call for uh, any other Catholics out there to write some good resources on uh, how to prepare for retirement and mm -hmm. how to prepare, prepare for it well. Um, let's just let's let's have it something as we think about you know as we move forward. So, and maybe drop us a note if you're at the merry end of your life at the very beginning, or you're at the Elizabeth end of your life, uh, kind of like yeah. winding things down. That God's with you. Like, how is God with you, and yeah. what are you doing with that? Yeah, so, awesome. All right, cool. lead us out in prayer. Sure. In the name of Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord God, help us to remember in each stage of life that you are with us always. And that there's always going to be trials and difficulties, but you're with us at every transition. And we ask you to keep you at the focus of our lives. We ask these things as we ask all things through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody. Enjoy summer. Fourth of July is coming up. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Enjoy it. Summer's winding down. <laughs> yeah. We'll enjoy it while it's all right. here. God bless.